Welcome to the TLC Tutors Living Chronicles podcast. In this podcast, our Tudor Ward members record their living histories. I'm your host, Heidi Clay, and today we're going to have part one of our How to Start Your Living History series. Our first part will be pictures and prompts to inspire your historical journey. Did you know you're living your history right now? When we think of family history, we often imagine some black and white grainy photos taken hundreds of years ago of people either we know nothing about or have only heard or have read stories about, but that's not the only family history we have. Your great-grandparents weren't thinking they were the old people in someone else's story as they were sneaking a kiss at the drive-in theater. To us, that might be ancient history, but to them, it was their life and it is a fond memory. Your 10-year-old first child would probably think your wedding was ancient history because they weren't in it. A photo of your first dog is just as important as your fifth dog. All these memories and people and things add up to our family history, to the building blocks of our families. They become memories over time, but we are living and creating those memories every day. Today we're going to talk about pictures. People love to look at pictures. They're enjoyable and they can open floodgates of memory. They can also be frustrating when we don't know what or who they represent. Now, you might know who's in the picture currently, but others probably won't, and even you might forget years from now who's in the picture. Also, siblings and cousins can look pretty identical at first glance, especially if you have some strong dominant genetics in your family. And maybe you only have first names, but you don't remember their last name. You need to have both first and last names. I have two funny examples of these types of unidentified or misidentified situations. The first one actually happened in El Paso, Texas when I lived there. I had a roll of film and yes, it was from an old camera. Um, There was a woman in the picture. She was wearing a bucket hat and sunglasses and the baby she was holding I recognized in fact it's old enough that the baby who is in the photo is now on his mission so yeah it's an older photo but I recognized the baby I knew that it was at a ward function that we had had but I knew that the woman in the picture was not the mother of the baby and It took me 24 hours to realize that someone else had grabbed my camera, probably his mom, and had taken a picture of me. And that was me holding the baby. I didn't even recognize myself. So you can sometimes misidentify yourself as well. And then the second funny example I have, my oldest nephew um, was looking at pictures with my youngest sister and he was laughing at one of the pictures Um, it was of a, a teenager in 1980s basketball shorts so kind of booty shorts and long tall athletic socks and a t-shirt and he was ribbing his his auntie and said oh yeah you're in booty shorts Aunt Cece, and she's like, uh, no, 
that's your mama. And that was uh, for reals your mama joke because it was it was his mom that was in those booty shorts. And he was like, no, ah. <laughs> so there's, there's some times where you can really have misidentified pictures of who's in it or, or what the situation is. So you want to make sure that you get those correct. Now, pictures can act as a writing prompt to help flesh out the memory of what was captured. What were the, think about what were the feelings of the person in the picture? Uh, what did they hear? What did they taste? What did they smell, see, or say? They can also put a certain family situation into focus by noting what the picture represents. Maybe that helps correlate to a story you know that happened around that same time. So what you should ask yourself or ask the person who is, who's in the photo or who took the photo, when was it taken? Who was taking the picture? And who was in the picture? And why was it taken? Now, sometimes it's just as important to know and record who was taking the picture as much as who's in the picture. For example, I have some crazy pictures of my younger sister that wouldn't mean anything to anyone else. And it certainly wouldn't mean anything to her because she probably wouldn't remember why the picture was taken because it's my memory of her, not her memory. So even though she's in the photo, I was the one who took the photo and the photo represents something to me, not to her. So that's important to note as well. And then also what was important enough to be captured on film. My dad had a couple of pictures of just random flowers um, in some stacks of photos that he had. And we had to ask ourselves, why was that particular photo taken? It was just a flower. Was he liking the flower or, you know, what, what was the deal? Why did he want to take a picture of a flower? It was just a flower. But what we didn't know is that it was a flower in a rice paddy in Vietnam. And he was trying to find beauty while in wartime. So it actually means so much more than just a flower. Also, where was it taken? How was it taken? And how it was taken could actually lead to discussions on different media that might not be readily used now. Was it taken with an actual camera? Was it a, dis a disposable camera? Was it a large camera? Was it a phone? Is it digital? All, th all these type of things can help you flesh out the story of this particular picture. Now, if you do have... Um, hard copy pictures, what you'll want to do is scan them and make them digital. You don't want to get rid of the hard copy. You do want to keep those, but you also want to make them digital as well. And there's a couple of reasons for this. One, everyone can have multiple copies of them. Um, it's not just in one person's possession. It's amongst all the siblings, amongst all the aunts and uncles, amongst all the cousins and, and grandparents. Um, they can have a copy of that same photo. And then also, uh, different people will focus on different portions or people or areas of the picture. So that way you can, you can focus on what you want to focus on. 
And if a person has cut too much off of a photo while scrapbooking in the past, that picture is forever that way if you don't have a copy of it digitally. Because if you have a copy of it digitally, you can print it out and have another copy. And it's easy to share with people far away. It's also important to have both physical and digital copies. People like to handle and look at, at photos. And if you only rely on one format and something happens to them, you've lost them. So try and have multiple formats of photos. Now also, you might want to notice the multiple resources on how to find photos. You could use search engines, you could use university websites, newspapers. If you look on Family Search, there's um, yearbook photos that are available of people that you can search for and, and find. So maybe photos that you don't have, but you would like to have of, of someone or an event. It might be out there, out on the, the web available for you. Um, also have multiple sources to verify the information because sometimes people might um, get the identification wrong or they might um, misremember. So make sure that you know for sure that it's verified information. Now here's your action for this week. Pull out five pictures from your stack or your digital albums and annotate the details of each one using those five W questions. And also thinking of the feelings of it as well. Try to ask the person who either took the photo and or the person who's in the photo. And then let each picture help you remember the details of each experience and record them in whichever way you want, whether you want to make an audio note on your phone or write or type it down. Um, make a note of those things. And then enjoy reliving your fond memories and allowing those pictures to act as a prompt for you. And I'll bet you'll find a few wonderful memories that you have forgotten were in your history. So join us next time for either an exciting living history from a Tudor Ward member or the next episode in our How To series.